Welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a podcast where growth-minded creative people come to learn tips and tools from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, Dawn McMillan. Thanks for being here. All right. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. I do not take your time or your attention for granted. So thank you for sharing it with me. What I want to dive into today is why, why it's important to have a daily spiritual practice. And one of the acknowledgments that I want to make before we begin is that not everyone believes that there is such thing as a spirit or spirituality. Uh, So when I say a daily spiritual practice, please accept it in whatever terminology or whatever frame of reference is most relevant to you. I'm completely fine with language relating to spirituality, God, divine, cosmic, all of that. But if you are not, when I say a daily spiritual practice, I'm not necessarily inviting you to invoke a deity or anything like that, although you can. So let's move forward. And, you know, if anything doesn't apply to you, you can ignore it. Sound good? All right, let's do it. So top 10 reasons why it's important to have a spiritual practice. So a daily spiritual practice has many benefits, including but not limited to enhanced mental clarity. When we engage in a spiritual practice, for example, meditation, we begin to clear some of the clutter from our minds, which allows us to have more clarity, more focus, more ability to utilize the resources that our beautiful brains have available to us. Most of us are muddling through the day in a field of incessant chatter the thoughts that just keep coming and coming and coming. And for a lot of us, those thoughts are negative. They're unhelpful. They're the same thoughts we had last week and yesterday. And when we have a daily spiritual practice, what begins to happen is we separate from that mental chatter. And that gives us the opportunity to have bigger insights and greater understanding. So that's number one, in no particular order, but one of the many reasons why a daily spiritual practice can be helpful. Number two is going to be less stress, less anxiety. So when we are taking time out on a daily basis to get centered, to get connected, we reduce our stress. We reduce our anxiety. And I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of having less stress and less anxiety. Part of what happens is that we begin to learn how to observe our thoughts, and our emotions without judgment. And that creates greater calm. So in acceptance and commitment therapy, that's defusion. Most of us, most of the time, are fused with our thoughts. We are our thoughts. We are controlled by our thoughts. We cannot separate ourselves from our thoughts or our feelings. We are uh, buffeted like a tiny little boat on a giant ocean of our thoughts and our feelings. And when we begin to do some form of spiritual practice, centering practice, daily practice, 
we get greater calm and greater inner peace. So what else do we get? Improved emotional well-being. We get more resilience. We get more emotional resilience. Our practice begins to help us cultivate compassion, gratitude, and acceptance. Compassion, gratitude, and acceptance. I've shared it with you before, but one of my favorite quotes is from Byron Katie, which is, when I fight with reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. So by getting into a space of grounding, centering, whatever version of spiritual practice we're engaging in, we get more emotional resilience, which means that when the inner world or the outer world starts to punch us in the face a little bit, we bounce back faster. We get more compassion for ourselves and others. We have more gratitude for what is going well. And bonus points, magic sprinkles, gold star. We also are able to get in touch with the gratitude for the things that aren't exactly the way that we would prefer. And we move into that state of acceptance. What is already is. What has happened has already happened. Being in resistance to it doesn't change what has happened or is happening. It only creates suffering around what has happened or is happening. So when we connect with our inner selves on a deeper level, we begin to develop that greater emotional intelligence and stability. What else do we get from our daily spiritual practice? Number four, increased self-awareness. Spiritual practices encourage self-reflection and introspection, allowing us to gain a deeper understanding of ourselves and our place in the world. This heightened self-awareness empowers us to make more conscious choices and to live authentically. And when we're talking about self-awareness, it's important to be careful that we're talking about self-awareness and not self-obsession. I have grown increasingly concerned that we are a nation of narcissists. Not only have we created a world in which um, we've created a culture in which we are often broadcasting, right? So social media is often just sort of broadcasting our thoughts to other people. And I find that in real life, a lot of people treat me like an audience and not like a person. So self-awareness is not about self-obsession. Working on yourself is not about becoming obsessed with yourself. Part of self-awareness is getting into self-inquiry. And self-inquiry is who or what is doing this thinking? What is this I, the letter I, what is this I that I'm so attached to? What is this me that I'm working so hard to protect? So spiritual practice that leads to self-reflection, <laughs> self-reflection and introspection in service of self-awareness is not about staring at our own belly buttons and ignoring the world. It's about becoming more conscious and living more authentically. So what else? We get enhanced intuition. For those of you who are counting, we're at five. Enhanced intuition. So when we quiet the mind and we tune into our inner wisdom, 
we increase the ability to tap into that innate knowing that transcends and includes logic and reasoning. This intuitive guidance is able to provide insight in various as aspects of our lives that is, that is uh, informed by, but not controlled by, our thoughts and feelings. So when we quiet the mind, when we practice centering, when we practice our spiritual practice, whatever form that may take, we begin to shed the shoulds, the have-tos, the must, the supposed-tos. In case you're tracking, those are those cognitive errors, those cognitive distortions that lead to suffering. And we gain a greater sense of knowing. Okay. That long pause was me coughing and drinking coffee. All right. Number six, greater connection to others. Yes, when we get centered, when we have a spiritual practice, we begin to foster the sense of interconnectedness and compassion for all beings. When we begin to recognize the unity in life, we start to cultivate that deeper sense of connection to others. When we get still and when we shake off, when we shake off the obsession with the I, when we shake off the obsession with the me, when we defuse from that brain that is spinning out, just thought after thought after thought or feeling after feeling after feeling, we begin to see in others their, their beautiful inherent worthiness, the ways in which they're wonderful, the ways in which they are us. We are they, they are us. There is no them, there is no me. We are just one big, beautiful group of cells in a larger being, and we start to have this sense of empathy, understanding, and a desire for cooperation. Seven, better health. There are so many studies that show that regular spiritual practice has positive effects on physical health, possibly due to the decrease in stress. But whatever the mechanism may be, regular spiritual practice can help with reducing your blood pressure, improving your immune function, and decreasing inflammation. We now know that depression and anxiety are also related to inflammation little chicken and egg here, right? Does my poor mental health cause inflammation in my body or does my bodily inflammation cause my poor mental health? I would argue for bi-directional causality. In any case, we can get overly worried about etiology of the causes of disease. Let's just skip to doing something about it. Regular spiritual practice can decrease your stress decrease your blood pressure, improve your immune function, decrease inflammation. So how about some overall well-being, yeah? What else do you get? Heightened creativity. We can often unlock our creative potential when we quiet the inner critic. When we quiet the inner critic, and I, by quiet I don't mean eliminate. 
one of the illusions that we have about good mental health, spirituality, all of the self-development, is that we're going to stop our brains from judging us. The inner critic doesn't go away. I don't know. Maybe His Holiness the Dalai Lama doesn't have an inner critic. I don't know anyone who doesn't have an inner critic. It's part of what the brain does. But we can quiet the critical mind. It's like um, turning down the dial on the radio or putting the speaker to that radio in another room. So it's still going on, but it's not at the center of our awareness or experience. So when we quiet the inner critic, we start to tap into that wellspring of inspiration that's just bubbling there within. It's like there's this fountain, this beautiful fountain. Like, um, is it the Bellagio in Vegas that has all the, the water shows, the little fountain spring water shows? So it's like there's this wellspring of creativity and joy and peace and all this stuff. And there's like this entire show with like laser lights and great music going on inside of us. And we can't see it, feel it, know it, or hear it because it's packed underneath all of this judgment and thinking and over-attachment to our feelings. And when we engage in that practice, that daily practice, that begins to release those trapped emotions, release all of that attachment to thinking, release our obsessions, and we diffuse from them this wellspring, this whole like fabulousness that's just been sitting there the whole time becomes available to us. And how creative do we get to be then? How innovative do we get to be then? Yeah, sign me up for that. Let's talk about also um, number nine, that greater resilience piece. There's a level of equanimity. Uh, what's the word? Unflappable, inflap, unflappable equanimity being, uh, you know, undisturbed, undisturbable <laughs> by the ups and downs of life. When we are in touch with our center, when we are in touch with our stability, we're not uh, so we're not so taken on the roller coaster of this thing happened I like, now I'm happy. This thing happened I don't like, now I'm unhappy. That roller coaster of ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. Because life is going to life. Obstacles will occur. I, I, I keep thinking about doing a whole podcast just called Obstacles Will Occur. Things will happen that are not according to our preferences. Can we face those things with grace and equanimity? Can we navigate life with grace and equanimity regardless of what life is doing? People are going to people. Brains are going to brain. Life is going to life. Does that mean that your emotions, your moods have to ride that wave? Or can you be the center? Can you be the ocean on which the waves are occurring? Or do you want to be the tiny little rowboat in the middle of the hurricane? By cultivating a deeper connection to something greater than ourselves, 
We find solace, support, grace, and peace even through times of difficulty. Speaking of obstacles happening, okay. (laughs) And uh, number 10, enhanced sense of purpose and fulfillment. Like ultimately, our daily spiritual practice can help us engage with that profound sense of purpose and fulfillment that is so rewarding as we align with our highest values and our deepest aspirations. When we are aligned with our values and when we are behaving in accordance with them, we feel a sense of having a reason for being, a raison d'être, as our French friends would say. And we kind of need it. We humans, we kind of need it. One of my theories for why there's so much mental health issues in the world is um, we have become profoundly disconnected from each other, profoundly disconnected from nature, profoundly disconnected from a sense that there is a future worth having or creating or moving towards. In other words, we've really lost our sense of purpose and fulfillment And without it, we can become incredibly nihilistic and despairing. So having that daily spiritual practice where we get centered, where we defuse from our thoughts, defuse from our feelings, and remember, put back together, our sense of belonging, our sense of connectedness to ourselves and each other and nature and the world and God and spirit and cosmic or whatever else makes sense to you. And reconnect with our values so that we live in alignment with them. And having that sense of purpose is deeply, deeply supportive of healthy functioning in the world. So now we want to make a case for why our spiritual practice should pretty much definitely include meditation. Uh, Not all of us can find or have found a meditation practice that works for us, I would invite you to persist in either deepening the meditation practice that you do have or finding a different one. Meditation is so helpful, and here's why. One, mindfulness and presence. Meditation cultivates mindfulness, which is the practice of being fully present in the moment, and there is no other moment but the present moment. And by anchoring our awareness in the present moment, we actually become more attuned to the richness of the beauty of the world around us. There's so much beauty occurring every second of every day. And if we become present to it, we get to enjoy it. Meditation, one of the best ways to reduce stress. We talked a little bit about that. Want to lower some cortisol levels? Yup. Want to lower the harmful effects of chronic stress on your body and mind? Yep. Meditation does it. And meditation is one of the best ways to learn emotional regulation. That observing our thoughts without connecting to them or responding to them or obeying them, that's one of the keys to emotional regulation. If we can name our emotions, if we can see, oh, this is the thing that's happening, then we get to be better at, at um, you know, what we've been talking about before, but uh, the equanimity of being able to go through the day without the extreme ups and downs. 
And then let's talk about expanding our consciousness. Our egos are necessary. We need to have a sense of who we are and who we're not, of what we desire and what we don't. But it's just one part of what we're capable of. And when we engage in that daily spiritual practice that includes a form of meditation, we expand our consciousness beyond the narrow attachment, um, craving, seeking ego, which can be fairly destructive if not kept on a short leash. For those of us who would like to um, be a better version of ourselves, keeping the ego in its proper role is super important. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, for those of us who do believe in a divine, meditation as a spiritual practice helps us connect with the divine, with a sense of something greater than ourselves. Whether you think it is God, the universe, a higher self, consciousness itself, um, our connection to each other, the atomic field. Being able to meditate and connect to the divine gives us that sense of oneness with the universe. And whether that's through prayer or visualization or contemplation, those profound spiritual experiences elevate us out of the quotidian struggles, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, the day-to-day grind. And you get that sense of peace that transcends and surpasses our ego's understanding. So this is my, my case for having a daily spiritual practice. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, talk in you know, the personal development world and the business world about you know, getting up and having a morning practice. And I believe that you should have a morning practice. Could, that you can have a morning practice and there's a benefit to it. Here's my argument for why part of it should be a spiritual practice. Yes, by all means, do your bullet journal and your three most important tasks and your exercise and your uh, coconut, mushroom, coffee, smoothie blend thing. Yes, all of that. And carving out a few few moments. (laughs) I'm doing a show right now where I have a British accent and... um, Weird accents keep popping out of my mouth from time to time. Uh, so spending a, a bit of each day nourishing your soul, cultivating your inner peace, allowing your mind, body, spirit, organism to get quiet, creates more wholeness. And you, beautiful person, you are whole, perfect, and complete as you are. And spending a little time each day getting in touch with that truth is well worth the time, the focus, and the energy because you deserve all the good things. You deserve love, wisdom, compassion, enlightenment, peace, blessings, infinite possibilities, and uh, delight. You do. So yeah. Daily spiritual practice. I vote yes. (laughs) So thanks for spending time with me. And 
thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for getting in touch with me and letting me know how the podcast is working for you in your life. I love it so much. And I look forward to seeing you next time.